Brando, I finna slam dunk. Get big on you fake pumps. That bump in the fake pump. Bitch, fell for the pump fake. Got him talking like first take. Get it right on the first take. Hit the hole in the first. Mic check, mic check. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. We got my dog Dorian, aka the art dealer in the building. What up, what up? I gotta talk to you, dog. What you wanna talk about, brother? Bro, you always got a hot take, but this one here. <laughs> see, bro. I remember, I remember one day, bro. One day we was doing uh some pictures at the Waffle House. Mm-hmm. And you was talking about Kanye. Mm-hmm. And I said, see, this brother here know some hip hop, dog. This mm-hmm. right here. And you was spitting. I ain't even had to say nothing. I was just listening, like, damn. Then you and then another time we talked, you started talking about the dungeon family and all that history. And I was just intrigued. I was like, man, this guy needs his own his own hip hop show, you know what I'm saying? Okay, then that's what's up. Yeah. So how we end you up know it's here? a butt though. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> how we end up here today? Talk about it, bro. All yeah. right. So let me introduce it. So this is what's going on. Um, the game was on Drink Champs, mm-hmm. and you know what's crazy? I didn't watch it till this morning. Okay. I watched half of it this morning. Probably probably a little bit more than half. I probably got like an hour and a half left. It's four hours long. Yeah. But I watched. I start watching that. I start watching that like eight in the morning, and mm-hmm. I probably stopped by ten thirty. Okay. And um. Last night, let's see what you said on Facebook. You said something along the lines as you was talking to a couple people and you agree with what the game said. Right. I think that's what you said. Right. Let me not misquote you because I'm known for misquoting people on this podcast. Right. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you. Okay. All right. You said, I had a convo with some peers about the game's recent comments and he's right about a versus against Eminem. Right. All right. So for the people listening, this is what's going on. The game was on Drink Champs. He chugged three, four glasses of Ace of Spades. <laughs> now he's going to say he's drunk. <laughs> he took five shots of whiskey, and then he proceeded to drink a whole bottle of tequila. He mm-hmm. ended up drinking a whole bottle of tequila. Right. But he wasn't done yet before he made the statement. Right. They were talking about the Super Bowl, and they were talking about Aftermath, and he was talking about everybody on the Super Bowl, and then that's when he said that basically he uh, said Eminem, he used to think Eminem was better than him, but now he doesn't. And Nori was just poking the bear. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, he's not better than me, that white boy, some, some, some. Right. And that's it. All y'all to a frenzy saying that he's better than Eminem. You got the floor now. <laughs> okay, so let's get a couple things clear. I'm not saying, okay, I said from a versus standpoint, Okay, he does have a valid argument. From a versus standpoint, Eminem versus the game is definitely a competition. Not saying that game is going to smash him and kill him, but he definitely can go toe-to-toe with him. Now, this is what we got to separate. We got to separate the versus talk versus the rappers. Lyrically, of course, Eminem is a better rapper. He Technically, his skill set- Game said he was better lyrically. I'm not I, now, now a couple things. Now a couple things the game said. I don't agree with game when he said Kanye did more for him than Dre. He's upset because he wasn't on the Super Bowl. But I'm gonna say this: if the Super Bowl was in Detroit and Dr. Dre had to do the halftime show, there's no way in the world you're gonna convince me that Eminem would have got left off that show. Correct. Super Bowl is in LA. Mm-hmm. And one of your biggest LA artists, you left off. That's a valid point, bro. And we, we like you could you could say, well, Game don't have this. Game has some big records. He does. He ain't. Got, he may not be on the level of a fifty, 
but he has big records and he has made a foundation. Now, let me get this clear. I'm a fan of the old game documentary like that. I don't like all the extra stuff. So it's, this is not me being a fan of game saying this. This is me saying a lot of times we get so caught up in the moment, we forget what people bring to the table. And if you go through Eminem's catalog in a versus battle, he has about five records that are guaranteed to win those rounds. After that, it's going to be a problem. You said Eminem's catalog? Yes. What five of those? So you got uh, Sing for the Moment, Lose Yourself, uh, Love the Way You Lie with Rihanna. Um, it's another joint with Rihanna he got. He got the record with Wayne, No Love. So it's certain joints that I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, ain't nothing you could do about that. You talking about the pick the world up and drop it on his head or something? No, I think that's Lil Wayne's song. But okay. I think his is like, Snow Love, Snow Love, Snow Love. Yeah. But it's, it's all of the music is in the same vein. It's no... What like, about that Stan song? You don't like Stan? I like Stan, but in the verses, you think that's going to compete? I don't know, because the game might play some of his bipolar music too. Bruh, but the game has... This is, this is how we do. Hate it or love it. Celebration. A lot of people forget those records. Those records that I remember. Celebration. That, that, Celebration was actually on Jesus Peace, and I remember yeah, telling people yeah, that right. that was one of the most uh, underrated. What's the albums R. Kelly joint year? he got on R. Kelly uh, twelve play joint? The intro joint he got a joint with R. Kelly where he doing the hook on that. Mm. He can get in his bag and say, "I got a song with Gucci Man." For the kids, that's going to be way bigger than anything that Eminem can. Eminem can play. That joint with Drake and them, but to them kids, he got a classic song with Gucci Man. All right, so what you saying is that Eminem might be the bigger artist, but yeah. Game might be the people's choice. Right, because he has more range. But we forget that because we say, well, Eminem sell all these records and he's this and that. Listen, if people really like Eminem, Tech Nine should be bigger than what he is. Hobson should be bigger than what he is. Cannabis should be bigger than what it is because those are black men who make that same kind of music and that same content. But we don't support them. I know why that is, though. That's just like what? some of the most lyrical artists of all time right. never had great careers because it's all about the delivery. Right. And, Eminem, and the machine behind and the, the game and, said that in a rant he uh, went on. Right. And that's the reason why Eminem is what he is. Too. But uh, keep going. But that's the reason why Eminem is big as he is. Most people don't want to say that. They're going to everybody on the comment on the post. Ah, oh, y'all just mad because he's white. That's not true. Oh, that's my that's my opinion too. What I think y'all just don't like him because he's white. No, I can't. because I get it though. Because you can't no, relate no. to him talking about trying to kill his mama and shit. Right. It's, a, it's black. It's, listen, it's a but lot still, of. But you got to ignore that. Why, why do I got to ignore that? Because bro, because he's you just know, rapping you know, you, about stupid shit sometimes, bro. But that but that's a part of his catalog. Some of his bigger records are. Hi, my name is Hot. You listening to that? I like that. You listening to that? Oh, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna say a lot to you. I'm not an Eminem fan, oh. but. But we talking about music. Like, you have to recognize the bigger artists. And it's like, all right, let me read these game tweets. He said, all this talk I see on the net saying Eminem is better than me because he sold more records is like saying McDonald's is better than Tam's Burger. It's false. They just put more money in McDonald's and promoted the shit out the Happy Meal, dangling toys in kids' faces. Major labels are known for buying albums and paying off everyone to boost sales of the artists they choose to shine the light on. If you ain't dancing a master's tune, you lose your budget and the machine is taking off your project and put work on another artist who's willing to SD. I guess I mean so dick. Translation for those of you 
who don't know how major record companies do business. It's a machine designed to work for the artists who play nice in Master's House. I was too real, too unapologetically black and cut the puppet strings early on in my career and decided to rebel. But I'm tired of the lies and bullshit propaganda they throw out here to the fans to gobble up conspiracy smear campaigns and black balls. Niggas been bouncing around this industry my entire career. I'm back outside. And then he proceeds to say some more bipolar shit. I ain't got to read the rest of that shit. I mean, he got valid points. So what, what did he say? What did, <laughs> yeah. he, what did he say? In the, that's a lie there. Um, okay, first off, game lies a lot. And I'll tell you what he listen, said. That's a you lie. Right, listen. I'm about to tell you what's a hold lie. Hold on, hold on. Let me say this before you say that. It's a lot of stuff he said that pissed me off. <laughs> I, like, this ain't, the, this ain't the person that I'm riding around listening to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, this, it ain't none of that. So I get it. But, bro, sometimes some people are right. Bro, I'm gonna tell you where the lie, where the lie is. He's, I, I mean, he could be right about the label and, and 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 all that other shit. But what we know for sure is, his career started going on a downhill after he stopped working with Drake. That's what happened. When he started trying to do his own things, at first he was, you know, kind of kind of steady. What it was, the Red album, mm-hmm. the Red album, you mm-hmm. know, was kind of decent. And after that, mm-hmm. shit just started shooting down. I mean, okay. But he's right because that means that what happens is you don't have the machine. But also, we're saying you but don't you have also don't have the producers, right? But that's all a part of it, though, bro. Kanye, you did you see the Kanye joint? Uh huh. Look at Kanye. Kanye wouldn't. Kanye would be like Tyler Quali right now if he didn't have a machine behind it. That's true. And that's a that see. I guess when you in the music business and you see both sides, that bro, that is a very valid point. When you don't have that machine behind you, you don't get those looks. You don't have the budget to pay those high-end producers. You don't have all of those luxuries that major artists do. He's right. All right. Let me get back to Eminem verse game. Okay. Eminem verse game. Mm. They get on the stage. They do a versus. Mm. It's basically going to be a live concert with... It's going to be sold out, and that's full the, of white kids. No, <laughs> that's that may be true. It's going, it's going to be like three hundred dollars a ticket. That's true. You're going to have that. Yeah, but when they start playing that music, it's a whole different ball game, bro. Eminem going to smoke them. No, that's not. That's not what's going to happen, bro. It's not so, what's going to happen. So we got. Uh, so you mean so the big? So hold on, hold on, hold on. How we do versus lose yourself? That's what we doing. Okay. Is lose yourself for sure. Okay. What else we got? Um, I wouldn't do uh, How We Do versus that. I would do Dreams. Dreams? Or either I would do crack music with Kanye. And let's also speak about this also. What's that? The documentary was supposed to be 50 Cent second album. Bro, we okay, that's cool. How We Do, like those stories he said on Drink Champs, I don't believe that shit. Talking about some, oh, I heard the How We Do beat, and 50 heard Oh, me, yeah, uh, but I like, don't once again, shit. once again, this is a person who says stuff with shock value. So a lot of times, I get it. Most of the time when he talk, people be like, oh, whatever, because he say crazy stuff. But <laughs> in this moment right now, he's right. Now, all that stuff about he did, uh, what up, gangster and all, all right, bro, okay, cool. <laughs> all right. Ain't yeah. it hard to get behind somebody yeah. like that, though? Yeah, but at the same time, sometimes people tell the truth, though, bro. Yeah. We can't deny that. But it, but it's kind of hard. It's like sifting out, like, looking for gold. I get it. It's hard. I get it. <laughs> but that, but in this in this matter here, he's right, sir. Nah, I just, I, I, I just don't this. see it. 
the game and with a versus, you see everything that comes with versus. You bring mm-hmm. features, you bring producers, you bring all these other singles, all that. Game has all of that available. He's done records with everybody. Just think if he brought Gucci Man out here, bitch, I might be. Bitch, I might be. Just think if he say, man, Just Blaze, I want you to DJ. Just think if he do crack music and bring Kanye West out. Just think if he do Welcome to My Hood and say, man, I want this person out. Bro, what? What if Eminem bring out Jay-Z and do Renegade? That's the only thing that's going to be the saving grace. <laughs> well, we know Jay ain't doing nobody versus. Nah, you never know. Man, bro. Jay don't like game. Listen. We know that shit. But Jay is on another level beyond any of this music shit, bro. Nah. Bro, bro listen. Once you love music, bro, you love listen, that shit bro. forever, listen, though. That listen, shit ain't like sports. Listen, Jay-Z is on a different, a whole different playing field, bro. That's, bro, I'm telling you. they. I don't even know where they would do that versus at. There's nowhere you can do that at. Where are you going to do that? Uh... If Eminem's there, it's gonna have to be somewhere like Madison Square Garden or something. That ain't big enough. That you man don't think so? Jay Z was selling out Madison Square Garden by itself. Yeah. They just did who was it? Um that was uh Jay the or the Locks. <laughs> the Locks versus Dipset was in Madison Square Garden. You think that's big enough for Jay? Nah. I mean, but Jay will be a special guest for him. Man, no. He don't have that kind of bond with him. Yeah. You don't have that kind of bond with that man like that. Who you think versus better, J or M on Renegade? Oh, lyrically, from a technical standpoint, Eminem outrapped him, but I connected with J better. I told you I don't like him because he white. It has nothing. (laughs) You know what it is. You know what it is. What is it? Just because you, it's almost like a person who. It's a person who learns. So you got, when it comes to creating, you have the technical aspect, mm-hmm. and then you have the creative aspect. So you got people who technically can play guitars, technically can play pianos, all these different things. And then you got somebody like Jimi Hendrix who can play a guitar. Then you got somebody like a, a, a Bob James who can play the piano. It's a difference. That's the difference. I don't care just because you know how to put all these words together and chop up half of the shit we don't even understand. That's true. But that that's why I said earlier that don't mean it's more so about the delivery because Papoose should have been one of the biggest artists too. I agree. And all do you find it ironic that all of the African American artists who have that skill set of lyricism are nowhere near his level? And you think that's because of the industry and the machines? I know that's because of the industry. I know. I know it for a fact. Um, Hip-hop was in a different place then, though. Bro, I don't care. I know for a fact that is why he's where he is. Can't take that. I agree. If you I'm look, not going to say you disagree listen, on that. Before that, what was he doing? Who? Eminem. Eminem. Before Dre came along, what was he doing? Um, Doing pop shit. No, I'm saying musically. He was on that circuit with Rockers Records. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the rest of them guys at? That's true. Bro, I'm trying to then, tell you. Then, then he went pop and uh, bleached his hair and shit. No, but not even just that. Once, <laughs> once What happens is in that situation, now we have a situation. See, okay, I'm finna go deep. This type of thing has been happening to black music for a very long time. You got a lot of artists. If you ever you ever watch some of them old movies about how they used to have black 
bands who would make these songs and they try to give the songs to another artist. Yeah, so uh, let me tell you about that too. That's why I wish my homeboy Big King, who's on my podcast, was here. Mm-hmm. He has this theory that we're not that far along from hip hop becoming an all white genre, just like all the other genres in the past. No, that's his theory. Only I feel re- like that's where you was going with it. No, the only re- the reason the reason I say that won't happen is because we have a technology that allows anybody and everybody to be a part of this culture. Mm-hmm. So it's still very much so uh, 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 it's still very much so black music, and we dictate what happens. They don't come out. Eminem was the first one who and probably he probably was the first. No, I can't say he's the first because you have no because Vanilla Ice emulated what others were doing. Eminem to me had his had his own style, which I give him that. Like lyricism, like Andre Three Thousand is my goat rapper. Mm-hmm. Eminem is one of his favorite rappers. I get it, but he created his own thing. We don't have other like you don't have other white rappers doing that. They copy what everybody else do. And see, this to be the touchy subject because people get on fence about it. Oh, it's just because of this. It's just because of that, bro. We can't. Y'all want you want people. It's it's amazing how you want people to turn off. You want people to turn a blind eye to a lot of things that no, these are real facts. This is truth. This is reality. But we don't want to say that because man, I love him as an artist. It's just like R. Kelly. I don't separate R. Kelly from the music. I view R. Kelly as a man, the same person that made that music. That music that he made was inspired by his activities. Other people are gonna say, "Man, I don't care. I'm still listening to R. Kelly. I ain't that ain't got nothing to do with me." We do that with all these artists. We pick and choose, you know what I'm saying, who we want to do. But then Bill Cosby do something and everybody, you know, crack jokes about Bill Cosby. You know, he But Bill Cosby said he hate niggas though. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of people said that. Eminem said he hate niggas. Y'all he ain't said that. Eminem got a freestyle about that. Oh, see, this is the part we want to forget about. That's the part I ain't never seen it. Oh, bro, listen, I will send it to you, sir. <laughs> he had to apologize, but ain't nobody want to talk about that. He was mad because he was dating a black girl and she broke up with him, got upset. Oh, yeah. When was this? Bro, this was early in his career. This was this was after Dre. This was after the stardom. But yes, Eminem has definitely, yes. So that's the guy y'all bumping. Nah, I mean, I don't really listen to him <laughs> like that. I ain't going to lie. I ain't never really been no fan, bro. Back then when Eminem was hot, when he had his Diamond album, mm-hmm. I was on Pimp Juice. That was my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to Blueprint and Pimp Juice because I, I was number like 10 years old. <laughs> I ain't care about that shit Eminem was talking about, but I still understood how, how big his stardom was because my viewpoint with hip-hop is a little different. When I was like from the ages of 7 to 13, I lived in Germany. So we only had German MTV. So only big pop records played on that on that MTV station, mm-hmm. like big pop rap albums. Um, excuse me, uh, rap records. So it was only Eminem songs. It was only Jay Z. Excuse me, Miss. It was only uh Nelly, Country Grammar, Pimp Juice and shit. That was it. Yeah, I send this to you, want it, but yeah. yeah um, he definitely- how many views it got on YouTube? Uh, this ain't the original. This somebody re somebody reposted oh. these. But I mean, it ain't like he put it out. You know, somebody leaked it. You yeah. Know what I mean? But um, yeah. But we forget that kind of stuff. Man, look, 
All right, I get it. Y'all don't listen. Eminem got bigger songs than Game. Nelly versus Ludacris. You saw that? That that was one of the uh, first verses. Did you see that one? Yeah. It was the second verses, wasn't it? It was second or third. third, I think. Yeah. Luda beat the brakes off him. Perfect example. And um, Nelly, and Nelly, all the way around is a bigger artist, has bigger records, sold more records, has country records, pop records, all of that. And he beat the, and and Luda beat the brakes off him. But it ain't like no big ass difference. Luda had his run too now. Luda wasn't on. Luda was not. Man, it's like Nelly Luda, bro. When you when you game got, and Eminem listen, is like this, bro. When you got a country record, you have a legit country western record, not a hip hop record that sounds country. You have a country record. That is a whole nother level, bro. At one point, that was the most successful genre of music. Correct. So when you compare those two, or you could say Lil John and, and T-Pain. You could say a bunch of people that that were that were commercially more successful, but that also goes back to the point of who had the machine behind them. But we talking about Eminem and Game. We talking about how we do versus lose yourself. Watch this. I'm, 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 I'm going <laughs> We talking about me, diamond albums let me run some, let me run some versus songs. some platinum albums. Bro, a lot of people got diamond albums. That's true. Nelly had diamond but albums. But not game. Nelly got diamond albums. And <laughs> but why not did, game. <laughs> why did Nelly lose the, the ludicrous then? Um, his sound was fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> You laughing? His sound was fucked bro, up, though. Uh, listen, bro, his sound was fucked man, up. Dress it up however you want to, bro. <laughs> his sound was fucked up, and he the was. Game drunk. can the game can do throw some D's on it. Players only uh, with R. Kelly. Tell me when to go. Crack music with Kanye. Easy with Kanye. What new song do Eminem got in the current times that people are bumping? None. Celebration. Oh, yeah, which is about. Okay, uh, one blood. The one blood joint. Forget about that. Just imagine that coming through the speakers in a in a in a ring. Man, imagine imagine Eminem crank an eight mile skit. Man, imagine cranking and kick it up a, and kick a freestyle. Imagine from eight cranking it up all the way up. Imagine cranking up a hundred and he brings Drake out. Imagine that, that might, ain't I might be you talking about Hov Hov ain't coming out. Drake ain't coming out. Man, Drake Drake like that kind of stuff. Drake go to battles already right now. That's true, but Drake also get paid. Right, and it <laughs> get paid from battles. Listen, if they got enough money to pay Eminem, which is gonna have to be a check now, don't get yeah, it yeah, twisted. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I know. By no means am I saying that Eminem is not a big artist. He is with everything that he got going on. But when it, that's the one thing that they love about Versus is Versus don't got you can't you, ain't no marketing behind that. Ain't ain't no ain't no hiding behind no videos and all that other stuff. Ain't none of that going on. All it is is you on stage, your performance, and your music. That's it. And that's why I'm telling you, when Eminem started playing Rap God and all that, man, listen, he going to need a million of his fans in that building to help him get through that. Well, if it's in as big of a stadium as you say, they're going to be there. I mean, I don't know. We don't know. I mean, be honest with you, something that big, they may not do a big stadium because they big. I mean, it's a bigger artist, but... I mean, y'all listen. I know all the Eminem fans gonna be mad at me. I've been getting quotes all day long. And, <laughs> man, you tripping? Y'all just hating because he white. That has nothing to do with it. But y'all, y'all don't. None of y'all listen to. Like I said, none of y'all listen to. Uh, what's the boy name? Tech Nine, 
Ain't nobody listening to Hobson. Ain't nobody listening to um Cannabis. Ain't nobody listening to none of those rappers. But y'all love Eminem. Make it make sense, bro. Only fast rapping rapper I ever liked was Twister. Me too, yeah. And Buster. I like Buster too. Twister and Buster. Buster. I didn't listen to Eminem. I ain't listen to Cannabis. I ain't... But listen, all these Eminem fans that love all this music, listen, I want them to do that. Like, go ahead. Like, and that's the thing that's crazy to me is like, we turn blind eye, we turn we turn a blind eye to the things we don't want to pay attention to. Cause then it'd be like, man, y'all just like street music. No, nah, this is about hip hop, but this is about this culture. This is about that part that most people don't comprehend, man. You had a great uh take on uh Mark podcast that he still ain't put out yet. About about uh, fans getting behind street music, yeah, that was a great take. It's e- I mean, huh? I mean, it's easy to I mean, it's easy to do because you making music for the people in the hoods where you from, so you connecting with them, so you automatically got a fan base. Mm-hmm. We can go. I we can open up Instagram right now, and it's a new rapper from Arkansas that got a crazy following that we never heard of, but he got thousands of people because when it comes to the streets. See, I used to sell music. That's the other part a lot of people forget. I used to sell music when I was younger. So in that, you got to see how people would respond to music. And that's why people, that's why it's easier to sell street music than it is to sell, you know what I mean, an Eminem or, you know what I mean, an Outkast or, you know, an artist that might be different. Because the people that, when you make music for the people who are where you from, they're going to send it to everybody. Like people used, to, I remember when Plies broke. People used to be like, "Hey man, y'all got that new Plies mixtape?" I remember when Jeezy broke. I remember when Ti when well, when he it was Ti, but they was looking for the PSC mixtapes. I remember all that. Like that just that's how it moves. So, so how does a rapper that's that's new and independent that's not from the streets get broke? Then he has to utilize the internet. There's no other way. Um, no, it's a couple of different ways. I mean, the internet is, I mean, that's a free tool, so I, would, I, I mean, there ain't no way around that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I think right now, you people, it's, because of the internet, you get access to so many different people, you have to tap into the people that like what you like. Um, one of my favorite rappers, Crit. I think that's the one thing that helps Crit, because Crit came along and did the, um, a lot of the college circuits and stuff. And he came through that era with Wiz Khalifa and a lot of those other guys. But that social media platform for him works wonders, you know what I mean? Because he's able to cultivate a crowd that works for his music. That's why right now, like, bro, anybody can do this, to be honest with you. You can have some god-awful music. You may not even know how to rap. Like, you may just be entertaining, and people will eat that alive. Man, my homeboy told me that the other day, and that shit kind of pissed me off. He was like, he was like, Slim, what you don't understand is my music ain't got to be good. I'm going to just put the money behind it. That's all that matters. The marketing is going to take it. Down. That shit kind of pisses me off, though, It does. I know some people that really is passionate about Bro, music. Bro, it does. When you, like, for me, like, as an artist, when you sitting around and you building these records and you, you know, coming up with these ideas and you seeking out production and you calling the musician and you getting somebody to lay the hooks... You getting it mixed. You getting this done. Bro, the video, the flyer, all of that. And you got somebody come along and make a dumbass song and be like, bro, bro, you heard that new song? Such, such? Man, that shit crazy. You should have heard what they said. And next thing you know, they got a hit. That sucks, though. Like, but it would ever make you think if you knew what you knew about music, nah, would you have ever done music? 
Yeah, I'd be a monster. For real? Man, what I What you would have did differently then? I would have gave the people what they looking for. And what's that? I would have gave them, I would have been more entertaining. I think my music now is more entertaining than it ever has been. You know what I'm saying? When you say entertaining, I'm thinking I'm thinking you talking about like, like I, the like baby gotta, at South I, by Southwest in the diaper. No, 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 no. That's mar- <laughs> that's marketing. Yeah. That's that's marketing. That's what that was. Entertaining is like the new record I got. It's a dance record. Mm-hmm. It's probably the first legit dance record that I got. Yeah. But you really can dance to it. Like five, ten years ago, man, I would have told you, hell no. And why was that? It just, I don't... What's the mind frame you was in at that point? It, I mean, I was still trying to be the dopest rapper. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the trick. Like, and that's that's why you have some of the greatest rappers in the world don't have commercial success because now, like, back then, when it, when when Biggie and Jay and Nas and Jadakiss and Fab and all that, only thing you had to do was be a dope rapper. When you was a dope rapper back then, they're gonna bring in the producer, they're gonna have somebody sing on your hooks, they're gonna do all of that. So only thing you had to do was focus on being the, the best. When, matter of fact, when mixtapes, even down south, you just had to make sure your record was banging. That's it. Now that stuff don't even matter. You ain't gotta know how. You can have somebody write it for you. You can wake up tomorrow and say, Man, I don't want to do this no more. I want to be a rapper and go find somebody. You can call me and say, I need you to write me a record. Meet me in the studio. I'll be an R&B singer, though. That, ha- that happens, too. You don't even Go know- get a six-pack. You don't even have to know how to sing. All you get- a Jerry curl. Go in there, turn that auto-tune on. As long as you can hum, oh, you good. When um, auto-tune first came out, you used to have to like know how to tweak auto-tune perfectly for it to sound like that. Or it would oh, sound real digital and squeaky. Yeah, it's still some work you got to do, but people want digital and squeaky, though. But it seems like everybody knows how to use that shit now, though. I mean, it gets better over time. You know oh, what I mean? Okay. Your plugins and stuff going to get better. But no, nah, I mean, look at Lil Wayne. Oh, yeah. When Lil Wayne first started using Auto-Tune, that shit was garbage. Matter of fact, look at Andre 3000. He's the Listen, to me, he's the father of all these little guys. Because he started singing when people was like, man, what is that? We don't want that. Prototype, one of my favorite songs. Yeah. Times. Now everybody's saying, I'm a dinosaur because I'm saying <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I, like that's just how it go. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, with 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 innovation, you always gonna have the good and the bad. So with technology coming along, it's always gonna it's gonna be good and bad that come with it. Do you um like the direction music is headed? Yeah, really. What you like about it? Because where now- it differs from like the '90s or the 2000s. Now you have opportunity to hear more more people. And even though you have a lot of trash, you got a lot of good music that comes along too. And the only thing you need now is music and an internet connection. I find new artists all the time. Half the time, I don't even listen to mainstream artists. Who's your favorite new artist right now? Newer artists. It new- doesn't have to be somebody that's brand spanking new. I ain't going to say... New word, but I would say like DeLorean, like he's out of Houston. Mm-hmm. Like he got, he did an album called uh, "Lord Block Me from the Cold." Man, I've been playing that for the last, I think it's been out like two years now. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 just raw, and he talking that talk, but he talking it from a grown man perspective. Um, 
Who else? I like uh, Deontay Hitchcock. Uh, I was on him early. He kind of getting more into singing stuff too, but he can spit. He's a youngin', but he man, he can go. Like really can go. Uh, who else? I don't know. Let me see who else I'm listening to in my joint. <laughs> but no, I um, I mean, like I I listen to a lot of underground joints more than anything. So you don't listen to too much uh mainstream music like the Baby and Young Boy. No, they just I can't drop. I can't tell you nothing about. <laughs> and I I just why you don't it? listen to that type of shit. I mean I I did in the beginning, but um it don't resonate with me because a lot of times I think they rap for shock value. Let me let me think of the craziest thing I could say on the record. Yeah, so how you feel about like where music is at as far as that standpoint? Because let's be honest, some of the shit the baby been putting out that shit been real garbage. But his antics been keeping that shit going, keeping that shit pushing. Like he was on um. Breakfast Club, and he said he ain't put an album out for two years, but it felt like the nigga was dropping every month because he was getting so much shit every month. I mean, he know how to keep the attention of the people, and that's the name of the game right now. Be honest with you, like, so the guy, one of the guys, um, shout out to JG Guap God Films, he used to shoot videos for me like years ago. He's from mm-hmm. Charlotte. He used to shoot for the baby. The baby was doing like, you know, making music, trying to make this club joints, trying to do this. And once he realized, he even said in the interview, once he realized how to get the attention of the people, it don't matter what he do now. He can rap over the same beat a million times, they're going to buy it. He ain't put a song out that was good in a long time. The last song he put out that was good was that song with Wayne, that Lonely. Oh. That I mean, shit was hard. I but. mean, for me, a lot of times when it comes to like what he, what he talk about, I don't really... Like, I'm a firm believer. I, I listen to things that I can connect with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some kind of way, I, it got to be some kind of connection between me and that person. I can't just listen to stuff just... I know people that listen to music purely because they just like the way it sounds, which is cool, but for me, I don't do that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I saw his interview just, just uh, on The Breakfast Club, but as far as that album, the new joint, I don't, I don't know. Cause everything he do is predict is is planned. Like I only I don't believe none of this stuff is real. Like the fight with the brother and all that. I don't believe that's real. For real, Bruh, I I swear, <laughs> I I should have had Big King and Blue on this pod because what? Blue be asking me shit like that. Like we be on the pod, dog. My nigga Blue is one of them people that don't watch nothing. He don't pay nothing, no attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, he a security guard at Truth. Trina okay. came to the VIP section. He asked her for her band. <laughs> he one of them type niggas. How, how young he is? He, got he the same age as me. 31. He 31 he, years old. Oh, yeah. Nah, he he don't know shit about music. He don't know shit about no movies. He don't know nothing about nothing. He think he know about football. He don't know shit about football. He played football. He don't know shit about no football. He, he didn't know Trina? <laughs> he didn't know Trina. He from the South? He from he born and raised in Augusta, Georgia. All right, I was working in Truth. Ooh. I was working in Truth. I'm getting off subject too, but I was working in Truth one night, and he was working the same time. And uh, I'm I'm in front of the stage filming, and he comes up to me and whispers because you know he doing security. He comes up and whispers to me and go, "Hey, Slim, which one of them is Big Meech?" <laughs> <laughs> I said Blue. I said Blue. Big Meech is locked up. He said, so who the hell is supposed to be here tonight? I said, his son, Lil Meech. He said, okay, so which one of them is Lil Meech? I said, the only nigga on stage with two big-ass BVS chains on. And he was like, 
Oh, the nigga with the with the, with the lighthouse. I said, yeah, him. <laughs> with the lighthouse. I mean, I can see that way to come to meets because you got a lot of people. You got people that still ain't watch, don't watch Power, but Trina, Trina been out forever. I don't think he knows a song about Trina. He's one of them type people. Hey, it's, it's, you got. I got off subject. That. I forgot why I even brung him up. But oh, I said he should have been on here because. Um, Hey, I forgot what you had said. What you had said before I said that? I think we were talking about how people, uh, how easy it is to sell street music, or how we feel about people not being, you know, not being talented and being in the music business. Yeah, I forgot what I was going to say about that. I got off subject talking about Trina and shit. Yeah. But that night was crazy, though. Yeah. My nigga don't know nobody, dog. That's but, crazy. Um, I tell... I tell people all the time, and uh, I got one more thing I want to talk to you about after I say this too. Okay. But I tell people all the time about um, it'll be somebody that does music locally, right? And they would give up, and they'll be super talented. Like, no lie, I know two guys that's probably the most talented in the city when it comes to that music shit. And they don't even know it because they see somebody like, I shouldn't drop no names, but they see somebody like Itchy like flyer and they like why can't I be like these guys mm-hmm. and it's like cause you not street niggas like them <laughs> so you're not gonna be getting invited into the club and doing things like that you gotta move a certain way people aren't just gonna gravitate towards you because you feel like you you know you just the best lyrically mm-hmm. like you gotta present yourself a certain way mm-hmm. so you know um, I think what people don't realize when it comes to that which also goes into street music as well. A lot of times people don't realize how much marketing goes into that. Mm-hmm. So let's just say hypothetically, which I don't know. I, I put both of those guys on flyers, but I don't know them personally. Okay. Um, I think some of these big homies I, don't I need know. Them. I don't need But them. I don't know them personally. But most of the time when I see artists or street artists like that, their social media resembles their life. Mm-hmm. That's a part of the marketing. So when I can log on to face on Instagram or Facebook and see a picture of you, you might be posted in your hood. You might, you know, be posted on your car. You might be in the studio with a big producer. You might be buying jewelry. You might be smoking or whatever. All of that is marketing. So it's easier for them because naturally, like I said, they're going to automatically have a fan base if they got great music. It resonates with the people where they're from. So let's just say, I don't know where they're from. Mm-hmm. Let's Okay, take Pig. Shout out to Pig. Pig is from OS. When Pig dropped, a, you know what I mean, hit the city, It, was, it was, anybody who liked that music was on that. So even if you was from Barton Village, if you was from uh, South Uptown, South Augusta, if you was from wherever, if that music connected with you, you was rocking with it. The same rules apply for them. That's why those type artists or those two particular names that I keep hearing, they probably the biggest ones in the city right now because they got a built-in fan base. Only thing they doing is they marketing but not realize that they marketing. If you go to the club and you see them or they go to the club and they're in the VIP, somebody doing a video and they post that joint on their Instagram or whatever, that's all marketing. The people who... Out there hustling in the streets, trying to get their money. That's that's a celebration for that. That's what that's about. Most people just think you just in the club throwing. Nah, that all of that is a part of your marketing and promotion, bro. I got another funny story. I was just talking about my homeboy Blue. 
the night pig and uh VTech did that versus mm-hmm. Blue was shooting a vlog for VTech. Mm-hmm. He had no idea who nobody was. And me, I'm not from Augusta. I moved here when I was in eighth grade, which was 2004, 2003, mm-hmm. 2004. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I moved here, the summer I moved here, I remember going to the mall and seeing these group of girls following Pimpzilla. <laughs> my boy Zilla. And I was like, I was like, who is this nigga? Because at the time I'm thinking he kind of looked like Slim Thug, but he's but he's short. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is that Slim Thug? And I'm short as hell at the time. Because mm-hmm. I was like 4'11 probably. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm about to go to eighth grade. And uh then I went to a teen club. I forgot which one it was. It was either platinum or tenant windows or something. And he was just in there performing. He came, performed, that was it. And uh, everybody was going crazy, like, oh, my God, Pimpzilla, da 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 mm-hmm. So then that's how I kind of, like, got in tune with, like, local artists in the city. Mm-hmm. So me, me and another one of my homeboys was talking about that. Mm-hmm. We was talking about Pig. We were talking about VTech. We was talking about Pimpzilla. We was just talking about what they had going on, you know, in a group of people my age. And they all was like, boy, y'all niggas sound old as hell, boy. Ain't nobody care about them back then. I said, yes, they did. And I was explaining them. This is why I brought this up. I was explaining them. Today, the local scene today is nothing but a whole bunch of local artists just sitting around watching each other perform. Mm-hmm. That's the local scene today. Mm-hmm. Back then, it was actually a scene. Oh, like It was actually people that followed them. It was bigger than that. Yeah. It was bigger than that. You can explain better than I can. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> so, okay. So, when I was a little dude, I worked at a record shop, uh, Four Corner Records, uh, turning all about music. And most people probably know it at Cyrus Corner, if you remember back then. It was a handful of names that I would hear during this time. So you had Millionaires and Players, uh, which is v, which at that time was VTech and Wolf, you know, R.I.P. Wolf. You had, their whole crew was the franchise boys. Mm-hmm. So you had Millionaires and Players, Verbal Abusers, Illegal Soldiers, which was um, Maniac and... Uh, I know one gonna be mad because I'm finna mess up his name. Mr. Mr. Hill. That yeah, was his Mr. name. Hill, Mr. Mr. Hill. Shout out Mr. Hill. Bro, them boys would come to that record shop. I think Buck, who was their producer, was drawing the flyers. So like how you you see how the doggy style cover look? Uh-huh. They would draw their flyers like that. <laughs> so like that Monday, they would drop off these flyers. I like that look though. That's the uh what's the Outcast album? It just slipped my fucking mind. Uh you probably talking about um you probably not ATLs. You uh-uh. um, you probably talking about um, Equimini. Equimini. There you yeah. go. There you go. There you yeah. go. I don't know how that shit slipped my mind. Yeah, but they would drop these flyers off. By the party would be like that Friday or Saturday. By that Friday or Saturday, it's literally five hundred people in the club, mm. and all of them came to see them. Not rappers. All the street dudes. All the dope boys. All the fly chicks. All that. Autumn was in the clubs. The people my age listening is not about to believe that. I know they can't. They can't. But see, they can't. They can't understand that because they don't even know what that's like. They don't even know what it's like to get money off of this stuff back then. Tell them what the party scene was like back then, and, and how local artists was getting money. Off, well, off the of party the scene was two different things because, see, as a local artist, you did your own shows. Mm-hmm. I did. We did. Like I was in a group called the Dynasty. We did our first show. I think we did like two hundred people. But we was like the young, we was like the youngest to like VTech and all these other uh, artists. Um, but 
back then you would rent the building, you know what I mean? Like the boathouse, which used to be the big house or whatever. You would rent the building and you throw the party, you get all the money. It wasn't no such thing as no club promoter. The DJs were the promoters. So you had DJ Kiki who would bring. Like, I just told somebody that yesterday. DJ used to promote. Yeah. My homeboy Damo, I was just talking about. Yeah. He was a DJ and I was explaining to him how, like, basically he got paid his fee for the night, but he really was a promoter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but, the, but, but, like, if you had, if Kiki was doing your party back then, everybody was coming. But yeah, if Kiki was doing, like, Kiki brought. Yin Yang Twins, Lil John, Young Bloods, Dirty, Camouflage. Uh, who else? It was a bunch of groups. Like he always brought groups to, to the city. But most people don't even know that. Like I said, this was this was prior to the club promoter even existing. The club owners, you know what I mean, either the DJ or the club owner themselves, they was on that was the person who was in charge of getting the people there. So people don't even understand that. I'll be honest, the part I played, me and shout out my homeboy Tyrese. When people, when I first started getting into graphics, Tyrese was like, "Bro, we need to see about getting these flyers like they do in Atlanta, which is your little postcards." Mm-hmm. See, back then you would go get a poster from like Kinkos or Southern Post out of Atlanta or whatever. So we brought that whole game to the table. So I got a contract with PK Graphics. I got a broker deal. And we was getting boxes of flyers for like dirt cheap. I get a box of flyers for like seventy five dollars, but I sell that same box for like two hundred. Mm. And then I turn around and the, the actual graphic work would be like the whole box would be like two fifty or whatever. And we it wasn't no such thing as no like I, a lot of people don't know like uh, shout out to Hank at uh, Press Tech like. I met Hank, he had a mailing service, and I went to them because I was trying to get flyers faster than ordering out of Florida. And that's how they started getting into doing the flyer business. So the whole way that people create and market and promote right now did not exist back then. So how was the club promoter birth then? It wasn't no club promoter back then. Uh, Be honest with you, don't quote me on this, but I would honestly say... (laughs) Network Inc. was probably the first like legit club promoter, which was Rico, Rico and Tyshawn. And that was Rico, Tyshawn, uh, Piggy, and uh Deshaun. Mm. That was like the first. I think I think in the beginning it was just Rico and then I think it was Rico and Ty. I may be wrong, but in my mind, as a graphic designer, they was first. Then you had Flacco, you had Zeb with Boss Entertainment. You had, you know, Pimp Zilla started DJing and then he got into promoting. I think that's what that was. Um, but they were coming in and doing their own parties and stuff like that. And that's how it got started. Like, I think Tynan was doing like big Mondays on like a Monday night, but it would be packed. Like, now you do a party on a Monday, you, you know, you skating on thin ice. But back then, man, people party any day of the week. You had a club to go to every day of the week in Augusta. Yeah, they don't do that no more. Because one, you got people. So one, I remember it was still a thing about ten years ago, though. I don't know if it was still a thing then. It was still a thing because I remember um, it was when I I was going to Georgia Southern at the time. Ten years ago, two thousand twelve. Yeah, you right. Yeah, because it but used that's, to be playground on Monday. But that's because you had different vibes. <laughs> yeah, everybody doing the same thing now. That's true. 
You know what I mean? Like, I know if I want to go, like, I can go downtown and hit Club Island and get a reggae vibe if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. If I want to go on some cool stuff, I go to this club. You know, if I want some old school vibes, this. If I want on some hood stuff, I can go here. I mean, you know, let's not forget uh, Cream, Malibu, uh, S-Bar, Lavish, all these different clubs that offer these different vibes. Dreams, um, you know, Cloud9. I mean, it's like you you had options, but now everybody is catering after the one crowd, like all of them. And what is that? They want a young street crowd. <laughs> That's what all of them want. Even the bars downtown. Half of the bars downtown is going to be the same vibe that you would get inside of a level nine. I don't know. Studio a little different, though. And Empire started out a little different, but then they went to the street crowd. Yeah, of course. Everybody going to start out different, but the people on top of that also. But then I'm going to tell you the other thing, too. I'm going to tell you the biggest thing that we probably don't recognize, which I had a conversation with somebody. Social media destroyed all of this. Why you say that? Because social media allows people to communicate with people without leaving home. That's why dudes that dude, I bet women probably get way more dudes in their DMs than they do guys approaching them on the street. Oh, I believe that also. So and then for a woman, she, you know what I mean, for her to dress up in her favorite outfit, take a picture and get four, five hundred likes. That's that what's that? What's the is that dopamine? What it is? Yeah. Yeah. What she need to go out for? She can, <laughs> she, she, she can, got it all. She can flirt and entertain and get the attention of men from the comfort of her home. That shit sound kind of sad though. Somebody getting dressed, posting a picture, and taking it off and sitting on the couch. You think they ain't doing that? <laughs> I mean, you I think, think they is, but I hope not. I, I know they doing it. Nah, that shit sad. Dudes doing it too. I mean, they're gonna put on their favorite outfit with the with the, with the Jays that come out. They're gonna make sure the, the designer belt showing. They're gonna make sure all of that. Oh yeah, they doing the same. It's been thing. a minute since I seen somebody do it, but I seen a young kid do it. A young street guy. Oh, they gonna take that little rent money, all the money they got. Yeah. That might be their re up money, or whatever. Uh-huh. They gonna hold that junk to their ear, <laughs> and the girls gonna be in there. What you doing? Oh, oh what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so now, what I need to go out for? Yeah, I ain't gotta go out. I can DM her, what you doing? Nothing. Man, I'm going to slide over that way. All right. So do you like the scene right now? No. Not at all. But you put on kind of some different events. Like, you was just talking about, you know, um, it used to be different type of vibes. Mm-hmm. Your vibe a little different. It, I mean, but I do that on purpose. Because I, I know it's a lot of people here that are not being serviced. It's a lot of people here. And they go so from So what would young- you call your... Uh, uh, the vibe of your events, like the mahogany lounge. What would you call that? My I mean, girl said she loved that shit too. <laughs> Tell I said appreciate it. But uh, I mean, all of these events, honestly, to me, it just serve different purposes. Like my, like my parents would come to mahogany lounge. Mm-hmm. But if I did trap and paint, they ain't coming to trap and paint. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So each one of them serve a certain purpose or whatever. And I really just pay attention to what people want. Like somebody DM me today, like. Man, I need you to bring this event to Augusta. I'm like, all right, let me work on it. But all of these things, I just realized that people are entertained differently now. Like you got like you got a lot of tours that are all over this country. And I don't think people understand it. Like how Henny Palooza came about. Uh I forgot about that shit all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like how uh Trap Karaoke came about. All of these things are all they like that's that's the new wave. But the difference is in Augusta, nobody wanna do that. They gonna wait for you to do it. And when you do it, like I 
When I brought Trapping Paint to Augusta, oh, it's a million people doing it now. Mm-hmm. Everybody doing it now. But they're not going to create their own when it's a lot of that. Like, you got grits and biscuits. You got... Um, Bro, how does one of them type of events blow up like a Henny Palooza, though? Marketing. Marketing. So, when Henny Palooza, from my understanding from the story, started in New York, the problem with New York was that New York clubs got really, really expensive. Like, it legit would cost you literally $100 just to walk in their joint. That's insane. I would stay mine at home. Right. So, they needed an alternative. Mm-hmm. So, I can't remember the guy's names. You know what I mean? I, I read the story and I've heard the interviews, but that's where they, that's where these events come from. Rory from Joe Budden Podcast, they they started to do say Palooza, too. Right. But that's, that, that's the same event. It's just a spinoff. Oh, okay. And a lot of these events, the way they work, these liquor companies sponsor them. Mm-hmm. It's a dope event called Art Beats and Lyrics. They've been sponsored by Gentleman's Jack. I'd have been to it a couple times, but they tour the entire country. So everywhere they go, like if they like, I think they doing Queens in a couple weeks. They got Rock Him performing, mm-hmm. or if they're in Houston, Bun B's performing. But that's because they got liquor companies backing these events like that. With Trapping Paint, when they went viral, the Shade Room um, got behind them, and they sponsored the tour. Oh yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Yeah, they went viral from Augusta. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean. A lot of times, Augusta get overlooked when it comes to that kind of stuff. But no, nah, that was the breaking point. Like legit. Like matter of fact, it, they gave me a few thousand followers behind that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So when the Shade Room posted it and it went crazy like that, then they started looking for bigger venues. And then you know they had issues amongst the crew and everybody kind of broke apart when did their own thing. But people are being entertained differently now. Speaking of that, that uh, picture we took in front of the the Augusta sign, I seen a couple folks repost that picture. Tell them to tag me next time. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. I'm bullshit. I got but you. But nah, but nah. The um, I think I think a lot of people don't want to do the event thing though because if you talk to somebody that I have a real conversation with you, like you had some real conversation with me, and I appreciate it because I can go back and tell my people mm-hmm. that be wanting to get into stuff like that mm-hmm. that. It ain't what it looked like. Because you'll have mm-hmm. a conversation with somebody. Like, I know people that put parties on and put events on. And they'll be like, yeah, boy, last night I made, shoot, I went home with like seven, eight grand. Who hey. do, who do, who said they made that much money? So, some people said it. I Like, I've had conversations. The with club people. owner or the promoter? The promoter. <laughs> In this day and age right now? Uh nah, they they'll be talking about something from the past, like bringing a celebrity out or something. Oh, from the past? Yeah. Oh yeah, the money was way different, man. Oh nah, I know one promoter. I will speak on this because I definitely believe him. Um, I don't. I, I'm gonna say it anyway. I, I don't think he'll trip. Mark Rain told me he said he was at um <laughs> he was at uh Georgia Southern. It was the same year I went to school there, mm-hmm. and he was like. We left that weekend. I had about I had about sixteen grand. He was like, I was scared the whole ride. Like, man, what if something happened? I got all this money, and I said, Oh, I believe you because that homecoming was crazy. So I believe that. So that was when the, that was when he was at. Uh, that was twenty thirteen. I don't know what I don't know what that is. We did Mark, that was it Mark, was uh black tie on the club. It was called Platinum in Statesboro. Okay, okay. downtown Statesboro. I remember that, and that shit was packed. I got a picture in there. Okay. It was packed like a motherfucker all but, weekend. But see, I'm going to tell you Travis something. Porter came that weekend, too. Okay. 
a lot of a lot of people a lot of people sleep on the outskirts. A lot of people sleep on the small towns. It's some dudes getting some getting that kind that kind of money in the smaller towns. Yeah. But that's because in those towns, you can't wake up and start a social media and be a promoter. You got to be that man. You got to either be the dude with the cars or the dude with the chicks or the dude to cut hair or the dude this or whatever. You got to actually be that person. You can't just create that. And a lot of those guys in those markets been doing it forever. Like I just saw a flyer with King Lee on it. King Lee been around, bro, probably I know at least 20 years. Mm. At least. Probably more than that. And who's King Lee? He's a big time DJ in like a lot of the country spots or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they might do a party or they might do joints, man. They might have 1,500, 2,000 people. You know what I mean? Because it's different in those markets, in those smaller towns. But um, you tell somebody like that in Augusta that, they don't know nothing about that. Because they couldn't do it. They couldn't go out there and build no situation. There's some guys that went out there and built situations like that. But, um, yeah, it's it's money in events, but it's working it, though, too. That's yeah. what most most people just see all the other stuff. You make a flyer, put it up, and thank people coming. No. You got to know some people. You got to talk to the right people. You got to talk to this person who's going to buy the right take, who's going to buy the booth, who's going to this. This chick going to bring her people with her. This girl do half, so she know these many people. You know how to know all of that. And you got to know how to talk to them people. You got to know how to work with them people. I done had people that come to my... <laughs> I done had people that really, really support my events. Like when I moved from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Got really, really mad and was like, bro, why did you leave Augusta? Yeah. Because they went to an event and people chunked them off. You know what I mean? They promised them one thing and didn't give them that. And they felt insulted. When it's like, as a businessman, me knowing that person, I'm going to look out for you because you're going to guarantee me you yourself can bring me 50 people. Mm-hmm. So, why, you know what I mean? Like, why would I mess that up? But- Mm-hmm. But um, nah, it's 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 work that comes with this with that business. But for me, man, I just do it because I I know it's people out there who want to have a good time and don't want to have to travel, but they may not want what everybody else is offering. So it's not about the money with you when it comes to throwing events. It's oh yeah, literally no, about no, it's definitely about the money. <laughs> oh yeah, it's definitely it's definitely about the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm not going. But I'm not going to. I'm gonna make it affordable. Yeah. If yeah, I yeah, ask yeah. you to come to an event, trust and believe what I charge you is because I gotta pay this poet, that band, this venue, the sound man, the light man, uh the That's person what I think people don't understand is the, how much people get paid. Oh, but the the video guy, you know what I mean, the photographer, you gotta pay for all that. And depending mm-hmm. on where you at, especially like when you in the club, it's a little easier because some of the club the club might eat the security cost, or they might eat this, or they might split it with you. When you rent that venue, now I got to pay insurance. I had to go get event insurance for the prom because they was like, oh, no, you can't you can't do nothing without event insurance. I'm like, for what? How much is event insurance? I mean, depending on it depends on what you, it depends on if you serve liquor and how many people you got. Because I had to get photography insurance before and that shit was like $9 a month. No, this joint here, <laughs> this joint here on the low end about two, about two fifty. Right, so if you got, you know, just imagine That's if, car insurance. Right, just imagine if you're doing about a thousand people. Oh, it's mm-hmm. even bigger, bro. Yeah. So you know what I mean, but now most people don't understand that part when it comes to events and stuff like that. But. I, I don't think most people that own businesses understand insurance. Period. Like, mm-hmm. if you ask them what an umbrella was right now, I bet they can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
You right, because you got people that I I know people that are open full blown clubs with no business plan in order, no structure. Yeah. So I got a crazy story about that. That's not for the camera and the mic stuff. Well, you know, we can go on for days with these stories. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the events get crazy, but man, I had to ask you about the club scene thing too, because this is like my fourth attempt asking somebody about like what's a promoter, how they get paid, how much do promoters get paid, and nobody will answer me. Some promoters don't get paid. Yeah. Some, well, some- shout out to Joe, man. Joe Joe uh, attempted to answer it, but he tap danced real well. <laughs> he told us this story about how he booked Plies and he lost money. Yeah, Pl- <laughs> Plies did him dirty. He did yeah. him dirty on that one. But but that bit that that kind of st- I got a hard story too. What is it? The Pastor Troy show. What happened? See, Pastor Troy. The Pastor. That's Tro- one that's gonna go on forever. That I know that's a but long bro, story. Hold on. This, see, you know what? Let's go and talk about it. Here's my <laughs> my issue. I, like if. Someone came to me with that idea. Even me doing the song, I did the song, and they was like, bro, it's a sample from his record. You know him. Why don't you try to get a feature? Which I did. When I did the feature, it was a cakewalk. Hit him up, sent me his number, sent me the record. Oh, I got you. I'll beat you tomorrow. Tomorrow, I played it over phone. Send him the paper. Boom. Everything straight. Time for the video. Bro, this one, the video, this one. Okay, cool. Matter of fact, when we finish the song, bro, whenever you're ready to do the video, hit me up. A month or two later, listen, my man who do my videos in Atlanta, I'm going to just come there. Did all of that. Came to Atlanta. Got everything straight. Rented the space. Came, did the video. Rocked out. Some of the homies was there, took pictures with him. Left. Hit him and said, yo, I got some people want to do a show. What's up? When the date? It's in Augusta, 706, blah, 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 blah. Everything straight. Did the contract, sent it to him. He signed the contract, sent it back, sent him the deposit. Everything straight, and after that, it just went left. The night of, like, ghosted. It's just like, why you think that is though? It's word in the street that I mean, somebody was, you know, they was gonna do something to him or whatever. Only thing that that, that confuses me about it is I done been around when he did the 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 shows prior to that show. And it ain't really been nothing. Just like he came for paying homecoming. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. And then I had other people be like, well, bro, he just be like that. He finicky like that. So for me, I just take it as you ain't got no business dealing with that. You know what I mean? When it comes to life and you go, and you doing something, when you have situations like that, to me, that just shows me that, bro, you don't need to deal with that. Because I was going to get ready to book him for like another three joints. Because my people from Charlotte came down. So they was like, bro, that'll work. We can bring him here. We can bring him there. We can do all that. So for me, it would have been me booking him for shows. But I would get a return on my investment because people are going to want to see Pastor Troy. At the same time, I'm working my record in these other markets. That was the whole game plan. But after that, man, we we settled up on the business. And I went, you know what I mean? I just. He shot you that deposit back? Yeah, we worked there. We got all that okay. back. But here's the funny thing. Everything was on contract. Everything was a wire transfer. Like, literally, I was, I'm going to keep it a buck with you. After the joint, I ain't hear nothing from him. Like, I'm calling, like, bro, what's up? And I mean, no response. I hit my people, say, look, man, I need to go to small claims court. They was like, all right, this is what you need to do. Boom, 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 boom. That was like on a Friday. Sunday, I'm chilling. Bing! My Zell go off. <laughs> I'm like, what? 
I hope anybody listening to this right now is picking up what you're saying. Have your paperwork and your oh, business yeah. in order. Oh yeah, it was it was a wrap because everything was done through his company mm-hmm. and through my company. So only thing I would have did, I would have had to waste time. You know what I mean, dealing with that. But the part that bothers me is like, bro, if you ain't want to do the show, you could have just said it. Mm-hmm. If you would have said it, anything other than just do handle that business the way you did. If you say, bro, I don't want to do the show, I don't feel comfortable, you could have just said it. Even after I sent you the deposit. Because I don't think I would have said was call my peoples and Kelly say, look, I got Troy on a date. What can we do? I would at least try to do something in another market. But nobody said nothing to me. I had conversations with guys from the city, and I'm just like, like you know what I mean? Like I, me and Pig talk, you know what I mean? He explained to me a lot of stuff that I did not know. But at the same time, I'm like, bro, this is me. At the end of the day, if it was anybody else and I was in that same scenario, I understand you trying to get your money to do your thing. But I don't know honestly what happened. The only thing I know is we squared up on the business end, so I just went my separate ways let it go. That's why you ain't see no, I hate Pastor Troy and none of that stuff. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> um, you don't see shit like that online from promoters. They'll they'll flip the fuck out. Oh, yeah, because people will do it to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like and then people, they'll, get, they'll get labeled a janky promoter if yeah. they fuck up on some. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what I mean? At the end of the day, like I said, he squared up on the business. But most people don't know, bro. Those are the hard stories that you deal with as a promoter. What do you lose a night like that when the person who's supposed to be there doesn't show up? Luckily for me, we ain't lose. Luckily for me, we had a couple people. I had, because half, okay, so you had, no, 706, half of the VIPs was my peoples. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they like, bro, we had fun. It is what it is. The other side was an artist who won the showcase, some other people that came to see Troy. Now, I refunded the one girl her money for admission or whatever. You know what I mean? So people came to me, and I know the other promoters involved, they did the same thing too. So it's never a situation where I'm just be like try to chunk people off, but a lot of times it can get ugly. Sometimes it'll be a situation where you got to come up off that bread because some people, you know, if he was a bigger artist or if the drama wasn't what it was, like they probably would have been a lot more mad. But I think some people came anticipating to see if it was going to go left. <laughs> I'm being honest. I think some people came to see what was going to happen. Treated it like it was a damn UFC match. Or yeah, some they shit. was like, we want to see what's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But I get it. But for me, that was just a lesson to me to say, bro, do something different. You know what I mean? Like, go a different route. So I'm like, cool. So I'll focus on my what other is, events. Uh, what is that different route, though? So, I mean, a lot of the other events, you know what I'm saying? I ain't, I can't disclose a whole lot, but some of the events I used to do in the past, I'm going to bring those back. Mm. Um, I got approached with a a concept from another friend to kind of create an event that centers around the mute that kind of like brings the music, my music and everything into one. That's gonna be building pretty soon, so it's gonna be some stuff coming. It's just gonna be, I ain't really gonna be relying on the artists. You know what I mean? Like with Mahogany Lounge, this should be the twelfth year anniversary. So these people I've known for over twelve years. So Can we, I ask you about one event, and uh, if you if you can't talk about it, I'll edit it out. I promise you. What's that? Are you gonna be doing any traveling events? Who the uh, traveling events that you talked to me about before? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. Um, definitely want to do that next year because I know, like, with the pandemic, you got to be careful. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that kind of had me hesitant is like, I don't want to do that in the country shut down, and then I got 
a few hundred people supposed to be going on a vacation. Yeah. You know what I mean? But People don't know that. Man, whenever you're doing any kind of event and something go left and you got to send that money back, yeah, that shit get hectic. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely do. But especially, I especially how you take the payment. Like, I had an issue with a lady who used a card through Square, and I refunded her money back the day after she asked me for it. And, you know, it takes like two weeks to uh, hit her card back. And mm-hmm. she was angry as hell. Like, if you don't get my money back by tomorrow, I'm going to court. And I'm like, it's nothing I can do. No. It takes some wire transfers, yeah. two weeks to come back. No, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it do. It do. But now, for the most part, you know, I, you know, I've been using Eventbrite, but Eventbrite ain't got expensive. Yeah, I heard. Bro, I looked at the fees from the last event. I was like, bro, y'all, y'all should have been down here, you know what I mean? <laughs> Shaking out. some hands. Yeah, Helping y'all should have been the in the venue, boy, because y'all, t- y'all took more money. Than the fee y'all got. Right. Just, y'all made more than the DJ the and the caterer. Right. Y'all done got more than the DJ, the caterer. Like, good God. But, um, nah, it's going to be some more events. But no, the travel concept, yeah, I got a few friends that you know, do tra- offer travel services. I've been in talks with them about that, so. Yeah, that'll be the move. That I probably would do that next year. Just kind of like let see what the world's gonna do, and just go from there. But yeah, but it's gonna be like I said, it's gonna be more stuff for you know uh, different people. You know, I'm working with Band, I'm back working with Band of Brothers for the June team. They're gonna have a whole weekend. Mm. You know what I mean? And I I like the dope thing about it. I got involved with them after they kind of got rolling, but they've been doing this for a long time. So now they finna get the back into the city. So. You know, you're going to have, you know what I mean, comedy show. You're going to have a, a, a um, black tie event. You're going to have a festival. It's going to be real big. So it's going to be more events, man. It's just going to be stuff that I think will appeal to a, a lot of different people. Yeah, the um the party scene get a little weird, but when you do it how you doing it, like grown people events. Yeah, I mean, but it's kind of safe. But the part the problem with the party scene is I don't know if they actually pay attention to what people want. I I find that hard to believe because I know a lot of people that leave Augusta to go party. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say earlier, and uh, we can end on this when. When did Augusta become the spot for only the hood clubs? Do you know what year that was? Because I remember when I was a kid, and um, when was this? This probably was 06. I was 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Cream was considered like a 25 and up club. Mm-hmm. That was right before it went hood. It went hood like a year later. Mm-hmm. But it was considered a 25 and up club. I know what I was going to say earlier, too. Most 25 and up clubs that has dress codes and things like that, they don't stick to them. Like, you ain't got to speak on this. I'll speak on it. Um, Because <laughs> I ain't trying to throw you under the bus. I, I, I ain't a I promoter, and I don't, but I don't, I don't, have I don't no rub elbows with, no, with these guys. I don't have no ties with nobody. Oh, okay. Though. Like, Empire, for instance. I remember being at one of the owner's house, and I was talking to him about it, and I was like, hey, Empire, a dope-ass club. No, not, excuse me, not Empire, uh, Truth. My bad, Truth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at his house, and I was like, Truth is a dope-ass club, but that dress code shit y'all do, y'all going to have to really stick to it. Mm. And I swear, two months later, I seen pictures with niggas with J's. And- <laughs> so, so in their defense, I'm going to say this. As a businessman, it's easy to say you need to stick to this. Correct. But when you're dealing with... Uh, I think it's the city. But not yeah, it's that. But when you're dealing with rent, 
water, gas, insurance, Correct. liquor, staff, security. Hey, bro, that go out the window. I know. And see, but that's what I was telling him. But I was see, like, if you got to turn around 200 people, but this you're going to switch that up. But this is this is this is what I would want to see, and I would hope to see. And honestly, I can't. You know, if I had the funds to do it, I would do it. When you get your venue and you say I want to tailor it to uh, upscale a grown vibe, structure it with the people in mind. Mm-hmm. One of the great things about 3D when it when it first started, um, uh, Latron on it, Free the Homie Bird. He made it to where if you was the big time street dude and you had thousands of dollars and I was the dude working at McDonald's, both of us can go party and we're going to look the same. Mm-hmm. The booth is going to be affordable. The, the, the money, the money, you know, the money thing was legit. Like I know at one time people challenged them and I got a video. I always, you know, I, I hold on to certain memories. I got a video of them where they did like a blog because a lot of people trying to start a rumor saying the liquor was fake. I remember but they, that. They did a live video in their liquor cabinet where, like, you might have a shelf right here, and from here to the middle of this wall is nothing but Ciroc bottles. Mm-hmm. Like, you might go up here, and from here to the middle of the wall is nothing but Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? A lot of clubs don't have that kind of inventory. They but, just got little boxes in the in a, in a closet. Yeah, but they may <laughs> they may they may have they may have let's say from here to here maybe thirty. Let's just say hypothetically, that's thirty bottles. Mm-hmm. They may have ten. You know what I'm saying? Versus 3DL, who had 30 at that time because they was doing $3 drinks. But the the venue was tailored to where everybody felt comfortable. They had a no, like, no nonsense policy. Like if some, you know, somebody got out of line, you banned from the club. Mm-hmm. Like he would ban his own family members. You know what I mean? Like people that he rocked with because he was set on keeping this concept like this. And I to be honest, I think that plays into the longevity of 3DL even to this day is just it's a it's a place that Augusta just has a, a soft spot in their heart for. It changed the game because when it came along, you had cream, but uh, outside of cream and stuff like that, nobody was redoing their clubs like that. Where you had the couches and you know the VIPs and the upholstery and no, they weren't doing that. So if you even right now, if you do a spot, just tailor it with those people in mind. Maybe instead of doing multiple days, do figure get a smaller venue, something that's more affordable, and and do that joint once a week. You know what I'm saying? Rotate your concepts. You may have karaoke this night. You might have a live band this night. You might have comedy this night. But you make sure that when those people walk through that door, that vibe don't change. And that's what 3DL was. If I went to 3DL on a Wednesday night or a Friday night, the only difference was you're going to have more people in there on Friday. I couldn't come in there with regular playing joints. I had to have on a collar. I had to, you know what I mean? Like, they security would tell you, hey, bro, you got to pull your pants up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You got to maintain that. So when people feel comfortable, that goes into your marketing because then that tells me, bro, I'm going to 3D. Yeah. Me and my partners, you stay in there, hey, bro, at least four, five nights a week. Because <laughs> even if we even if we ain't party, we're going to eat. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got a restaurant. You got a full-blown restaurant in here. Like, you know what I mean? H.O. used to be in there cooking out. Like, he would come up with the craziest recipes. But to do a spot like that, you can do it, but make it financially affordable because in bigger markets, you got people that travel. To, it's people that travel, thousands of people that come to Charlotte every day. Thousands of people that come to Atlanta every day. You got young business professionals. You got athletes. 
you got uh, medical professionals, you got you got all these people who making six figures easily. Augusta ain't got that many people like that. That's Not true. people that want to party. The people that's making six figures like that, they leaving. They ain't really here. But you're going to have some people here that want to party. If you make it more affordable, I guarantee you get way more people and it's way more consistent. But you got to put that system in place. So it got to be affordable and you got to be consistent with the rules. and the Right. Rules. If you do those two things, I'm telling you, you'll win because 3D changed the game when it came out. That's what it was. So like, uh, what like, you think happened with, uh, with uh, Truth then? What I was saying earlier. I, Just I the bills like you was explaining? I think I, me looking at that club, they put a lot of money in that club. Yeah. Because I remember what it looked like before. Mm-hmm. So that's the old uh, oak is the old tenant windows and right. that's the old cream. Right. So I'm quite sure they invested a lot of money and I think they're trying to recoup their money. I don't really think it's a situation where they're trying to really abuse people. I just think because you got to think about also, them boys had to go through the pandemic too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when you peak <laughs> pandemic. Right, so you got to keep paying these bills while ain't no money coming or your your spot closed, bro. That's rough. And people don't understand. Like, sometimes people don't have empathy for business owners. They don't realize, bro, them human beings, bro, they mm-hmm. still got to take care of their families too. So I think if people, I think um, they put a lot of money into it, so that's why it costs what it costs. That's just my opinion. I Like, people frown about prices and stuff, but I done seen people go to other markets and pay Two, three times what they might charge in Augusta. And shout out to Tameen and uh, Stone. Those are some uh, real good promoters that people in the city be hating on like a motherfucker. Why they be hating on them, boy? Because they get money. You know how, you know how niggas is. Man, I don't, <laughs> at that part, I don't comprehend, man. If anybody getting money, it's either one, two things. You inspire me or I'm going to be like, bro, how you getting that money? And I'm going to be trying yeah. to figure out how I get me some money. I'm about, to do a, uh, I'm about to do a podcast with Stone soon. Yeah. I, oh, damn. I missed the date. I'm going to call him today. <laughs> I forgot. It was supposed to be yesterday. <laughs> Bruh, he yeah. hit me. I forgot. Yeah. But I'm going to do the podcast with him. I'm going to call him today. But nah, man. I don't under- like, I don't, like, to be honest with you, like anybody, is, I don't care who you are. If you get money, man, and you successful, you take care of your family, life going good for you, that's an inspiration for me. Yeah, for sure. Because at the end of the day, I, I know what it's like when you're trying to, you know what I mean? You're trying to make something happen. And, bro, it, ain't, it don't always click like that. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of times people don't know. A lot of these same people, which I think Tameen, Stone been doing parties for a minute. I think Tameen, I mean, he has been, but, I, you know, Stone is older, so I'm thinking he been done more. A lot of times, man, man, you be, like, sometimes you might have just been doing your birthday party. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You might not have been getting the lion's share of the door. So all those years and everything that you put into it, Later on, when it start paying off for you, most people thinking, oh, you just did. Nah, bro, you been working. All of that stuff play a part in it. Mm-hmm. it. It do. Like, people still remember, people still remember me from doing comedy shows and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, all of that plays a role in with your progression and your journey, but I don't be hating on nobody. If you getting money, bro, listen, that go for anybody, especially in Augusta, Georgia. If you getting money, Salute! I like listen. It's the inspiration because every day that's all people really trying to do is take care of their family. You know, everybody ain't the same though. Oh, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Some people, some people see that and they just get upset and they angry because they ain't the one getting the money. Yeah, that they be they be big mad. I, listen, oh, because everybody not business minded. I told you oh, as soon as you walked listen, in the door. I got flat too now. <laughs> oh, I got plenty flat. You wouldn't believe the kind of. 
You listen. Hey, you, but I told y'all. I always told you since day one. You a great businessman, though. Bro, so I can't see how anybody could have an issue with you. Any business I got going on, and I tell you, I can give you probably at least ten different stories of people mad at me about it. All right, that's the next podcast we're gonna talk about <laughs> then. Because matter of fact, I'm gonna invite you to the one Maine want me to do. <laughs> okay, we're we okay. gonna change it from what he want me to talk That'll about work. to talk about that. That'll work because I'm not talking about what Maine want me I'm to talk about. about. They be, I'm talking about be real hot, mad with me, and I, you'd be thinking I'd really done something to these. People. Yeah. All right, matter of fact, before we get off, give me one though. Give me one from uh, the flyer business. Because how can somebody get mad about a flyer? Because you do great work. Like, so you got people now. Matter of fact, I had a guy, I had um, a Facebook friend made a post was like, man, I need to get a flyer done, whatever, and somebody tagged me, whatever, which I know him, but I know how it is. You know, it slipped people's mind. So he hit me and was like, hey, bro, um, I need to get a flyer done. So I said, cool. He said, listen, I'm waiting on locking in the venue, but give me uh, give me like two days and I'm going to get with you. Cool. He hit me like a day later and was like, yo, you been messaging me? I'm like, nah. He was like, yo, somebody been messaging me playing like they you. I said, what do you mean? He said, somebody hit me and was like, hey, man, what's up on that flyer you need? I'm like, I mean, I ain't hit you. And he was like, yeah, they was going on and on. And he was like, yo, is this Dorian? He was like, nah, but I can get it done for you. Mm. And I, I don't, they had some kind of dummy page. And I was like, bro, for real? And he, I mean, he showed me. It's been so long ago. But he showed me the joint. And I was like, it was literally trying to. To like sideswipe the business because they saw the post. You got people that legit copy my flyers. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. Legit, and I know exactly who you're talking about. Legit, too. legit. What? Listen, I will, I will purposefully take and change my fonts on purpose, and they will go copy the same fonts. But they doing it for a cheaper price. So people like, but I'm not giving Dory all that money. But you talking to somebody who's been doing it for years. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean, like. At one point, and that's what that's once again the gift and the curse with technology. With Photoshop, bro, at one point, bro, Photoshop cost you two thousand dollars. Yeah, I remember nobody nobody had it. You had to go beg somebody or steal a copy right. out of school or something. Right, steal and then the when, CD out, but then out of a high school. But when they started cracking down on that, you had to because you still had to have internet access ain't to it, use it. Ain't it crazy to you now that shit only ten dollars a month? Yeah, it's wild to me. When my <laughs> joint go off, I'll be like, bro, y'all tripping with that. Hey, but you know, that's the gift and curse about business, period, though, because like, because, because, um, Everything is so cheap nowadays, and anybody can start a business. Yep. That shit oversaturates the market and like makes it horrible for people that do great business. Like, I do photography. Somebody will hit me up and be like, hey, you know, I want to do pictures with you, but woo woo whoop. And then they don't feel safe. So they rather go to JCPenney and Sears and get them horrible-ass pictures than come work with you because of the bad experience they had before with other photographers that uh, take their family picture and send them their family picture in a, a month. Like, I went to a wedding recently, and the photographer there told the people at the wedding it would be a month and a half to two months before they get their pictures. I said, that is fucking ridiculous. What the hell? He must be using film. Mm-mm. Yeah, had, had a had a Canon camera just like me. No, he had to be using film. Had a Canon camera with a um he, with a LED panel on nah. top of the on top of the camera. Uh-uh. He had to be going home in that dog <laughs> in that dog on red room with that water Man, doing his I'm number. I'm telling you, Art Dilla, 
He had a can. Excuse me, it was a she. Had a Canon camera just like mine's. Well, it's almost a, like mine. It's a two months with an LED panel on top. The one you press on and you turn the knob. They must. She must. That be, was it. She must be doing glamour editing. She must I, remove every I don't extra know hair because they got the pictures back and I seen them and I'm like, I could have did better than that. No, ain't no way. He, he, <laughs> way be going, better too. They had to be going there, moving, removing pimples and extra hairs and blemishes and everything. Yeah, but no, um, because I only a wedding. I only I think I do two weeks, two to three weeks yeah, tops. But normally, that, normally I send it before two weeks. That's realistic, but two months. But nah, listen, I got listen. It's some graphic designers and took people money and ran off on them too. Oh, I know. And, and before we go, shout out to the. Uh, all the Fiverr and Canva fans. Hey, you laughing, but I fuck with Fiverr. Listen, I done got got on that motherfucker too. Exactly. <laughs> That's what happened. They go to Fiverr and come back to me and say, bro, I can't use this. I, bro, I know that. Because you got somebody in another country sitting in somebody's office making you probably a hundred more people with the same logo you got. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I tell people then all the time. Then they said, man, we need the vector files. They send you that JPEG, that joint. Yeah. <laughs> By, I done got a logo by, off by, of Fiverr, by, by but it was a Play Play logo. I was just playing around. I got a little oh. $15 logo. Okay. I put it on. Um, I shouldn't be telling my secrets. but Didn't we talk about this before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody had asked me for a service agreement, and I want a service agreement and an um, a invoice, and mm-hmm. I want to look professional. Mm-hmm. So I paid somebody on Fiverr $15 for this bap-ass logo of a lion holding the camera. And I slapped that bitch on the service agreement, slapped that bitch on the invoice. I put shots with Slim on there and I emailed it over to them. And you know, I felt like I was professional and nice looking. <laughs> I still do that shit to this day, but don't judge me. <laughs> I, I get it, man. Do it do what work for you, man. It just depends, bro. I'm gonna get a logo one day. When you get ready to put that joint on a banner or a sign and it's pixelated. Whew, oh no, nah, I'm not doing that. You got to call the art dealer. See, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not about to put that bad ass logo anywhere. <laughs> but on, on them service agreements and invoices that I email to one person, <laughs> that's it. Besides that, I just use my signature. Yep. I got a signature off of Fiverr too for five dollars. I mean, I get that because it's literally somebody with one with one of those uh, pads. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I get that. Because I brought both of them the same day, just on some, like, I don't give a fuck shit. But, man, if you start any kind of storefront business where you're going to be need to use that on different formats, man. Nah, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. not doing that. But, but Fiverr offer that, too, but it ain't going to be that $15. It's probably oh, no. going to be about two, two or $300 for that. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, people, I tell Carlton be hitting me all the time about stuff, and I be like, bro. Some stuff you can get on Fiverr, but the stuff that he need, I'll be like, don't get that on Fiverr. No, don't do it, bro. Yeah. Don't do it. But yeah, man, I appreciate y'all for listening to this, man. That's all we got for today. We're going to continue the horror stories next episode. (laughs) And we out.